from B Media Production. This is Business Essentials, practical advice and ideas to grow your business. Welcome to this episode of Business Essentials Podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Who's not aware of the number of small retail shops closing down in once bustling fashion destinations, leaving police signs splashed across vacant premises? Our retail habits are changing. And in the process, the demand for small fashion outlets is changing too. And what does that mean for the retail spaces they leave behind? Peter Buckingham is the Managing Director of Spectrum Analysis, a company that specialises in site selection and territory planning for businesses looking to spread their services. Peter has become a go-to person in this niche specialty, with decades of experience helping retail and franchise groups make important decisions around site locations. In other words, he knows a thing or two about retail leasing in strip shopping destinations and in shopping centres. So what does Peter see happening in the world of retail right now? My observation as of lately, and over quite a few years, is we are getting more and more vacancies. Now that's very easy just to make a bland statement. So recently I went and did some measurement. I've used the same shopping centre, namely Bridge Road Richmond, now for the last seven years. And what I do is I count how many sites are there and how many are vacant. And what's interesting is it's gone from around 16% in 2011 to the last count it was just over 24%. And the previous time, about a year ago, it was actually 25%. So it's been very stable that we've gone from about 16% to 25% over quite a period of time. I guess what that's been showing me is I believe we have an abundance of retail and we keep opening more retail or developers keep providing more retail and where do they think the tenants are going to come from? We're all seeing the big shopping centres growing continually, especially ones like Chadston and uh, the big ones in Sydney and Brisbane. But where do they actually expect the tenants to come from? Because the total dollars is not actually improving. So maybe we can break that up into two, the first part being shopping strips and the second part being shopping centres. So the shopping strips have often, they find that the lessees in a lot of cases prefer a shopping strip because there is not the automatic five or six year leases and under the complete control of the shopping centre management. So what we've been seeing is a complete drop down in the numbers of clothing stores and many of that sort of traditional retail. And what we're getting is a replacement with, in my view, many, many sort of service businesses, coffee shops, restaurants, cafes, to the point that supply and demand, we're oversupplied with a lot of those types of businesses and probably oversupplied with retail right across Australia. Every time we see a new development go ahead, all we seem to see is a whole lot of new retail coming in underneath it. The shopping centres are another saga. You don't have to have read too much or look around to see there's a continual push going on about the uh, increase of rentals. Now, I don't want to get too political on this, but it's pretty standard that the shopping centres look for 4, 5, 6% rental increase every year. The facts, and we wrote it up in an article called Shopping Centres, The Inconvenient Truth, is what's called the moving annual turnover or the MAT of the shopping centre, total dollar sales, is growing probably one, one and a half percent per year. And when we think of that in terms of inflation, it's not keeping up with inflation. Let's say inflation's running at near two and a half percent. 
So you're actually probably selling less widgets or less items every year through your shop. And yet the rent keeps pushing up all the time. And I believe this is one of the big problems we're having, obviously for independent retailers, but also for a lot of these big franchise groups, especially the ones that are very tied into uh, shopping centres like the retail food group. And it's just uh, very unfortunate, but the one thing they can't beat is this increased rent that is just growing far quicker than the growth of the sales. So where does it leave the retail landlord in Australia then now, Peter? Is it a tricky time to be a retail landlord now, particularly in the strip shopping areas? Yes, well, of course, the strip shopping centres, the problems are it's a lot of individuals and a lot of independent people. Often people have owned a shop for generations and they're a bit at the mercy of uh, what the tenants will pay. But on the other hand, from the tenant's point of view, they probably can command a much better outcome in terms of uh, if there's any investment required on the shop in the long-term lease period. The shopping centres are another animal. And the problem with them really, or the issue with them, is they keep changing hands. They keep getting bought up by another private equity company or a huge uh, superannuation trust. And they keep getting promises that they're going to return these fantastic dividends. And the problem with the big shopping centres is they just can't keep increasing year after year after year, as I've explained previously with the problems of the moving annual turnover compared to the supposed rental increase. So do you reach a tipping point at some point where people just won't go into them? Well, it's very interesting. In the United States, they've actually reached the point now where some shopping centres actually close, get knocked down, and the land becomes used for other purpose. Now, we tend to follow the United States by about 10 years behind. And I guess I'm expecting in the not too distant future to see some mediocre shopping centres slowly close and they say there's a tipping point in America where they get down to about 50 or 60% occupancy and then it's just an enforced everybody out, we're going to close this joint and then it gets knocked down and sold off for other land. Now I can't recall anything like that happening here in Australia but I believe we are not that far off some of those situations for what we'll call some let's just call them regional or sub-regional shopping centres, the smaller ones. We're obviously seeing the big ones getting more and more investment. Chadston, Castle Hill, Bondi Junction, they're growing all the time. But it's the small ones where it's just not worth it and the land is becoming very valuable that you'll start seeing this other options happening, in my view. It's a big old changing world then, isn't it? I think it will be from a huge growth, but it's still not stopping us building more retail. It's just we're disguising it in the bottom of uh, every apartment building, every new development, no matter whether it's four or 50 storeys high, it seems to just have more retail because there hasn't been much imagination about what else to put on the ground floor. So beneath it all, Peter, what do you think really is happening in retail and particularly in, in fashion, for example, in Australia? I have a bit of a view that the fashion in retail is changing dramatically. And we only have to have a look at where it was 30 years ago to what's happening today. And I think it starts to answer the question. So 30 years ago, we probably had not much knowledge of manufacturing in China and we were manufacturing the things ourselves. So if we take a general statement to say an item, whatever it is, is $100, probably back 30 years ago, the, the shop would buy that for around $60. 
So they had a nice $40 margin and everybody was happy and lots of little fashion shops were operating. They then found China. So what they were selling for $100, they then found a way to buy it cheaper. And they started to be able to buy that for $30. And probably what that did was a huge increase in margin because it wasn't being passed on to the end user. But it also created a lot of inefficiency and just meant that the whole industry got a a fantastic uh, free kick by a huge increase in margin. A couple of things then happened. Probably about 10 or 15 years ago, Chinese... uh, Rubimbi improved and China woke up a bit to this and started to push their prices up. So if you use my example of the $100 sell price, well, maybe it had gone up to $50 from $30. So people are starting to feel a little bit of the squeeze after a bit of time, but they're hanging in. And then I guess the real crunch came when uh, the web really got activated and on top of that, we had all this increased competition coming into Australia. So the firstly, the web is putting things online. Now that $100 article, you might buy it for 60 or 50 And then the second part is we're seeing these huge uh, international stores, and I'm talking like Zara, other ones of that nature coming in, Uniqlo. And then now again, instead of selling the $100 item, they're selling it at 50 and $60 also. So suddenly the gap has gone where the small business is now buying the item they're paying their 50 or $60 from and they're selling it for 50 or $60 because they have to to try and keep in competition with these big companies or the online. My view is that's had a huge effect in retail tenancies. Now you're turning this around completely. We're heading into the, the land of... Uh, the Zara's, the Uniglo's, probably the big W's and the targets are in the same space. And what they've done is they've really driven the prices down. And that's really been at the total detriment of these other uh, shops. So the problem then comes for the big shopping centres. What do they do from having, I'll say, 50 or 100 shops with ladies' clothing and other clothing in it, now down to 40 or 50? And I guess the truth is they have to find other alternatives for that space. And one of my issues for a long time is how many coffee shops, how many hairdressers, how many nails, beauticians, spas can we in Australia counter? Like everybody must be spending half their life in hairdressers, nail shops, spas just to keep these (laughs) things going. But that to me is where the direction has gone. And again, I've spoken before about what I think is an overage of retail and uh, we're just finding that happening especially with these service businesses and especially with uh, coffee and food. And I think that's one of the biggest problems in retail, a combination of the fashion industry coming out and almost too many of these service businesses and food businesses trying to come in. Peter Buckingham, Spectrum Analysis. And that ends Business Essentials podcast. So you don't miss out on future episodes, why not subscribe? And if you found this valuable, we'd love you to leave a review. For further information about us, or if you'd like to listen to more interviews like this one, visit businessessentials.com.au. We hope you've enjoyed Business Essentials Podcast. I'm Peter Letts. Thanks for listening. This Business Essentials Podcast has been produced by B Media Production, building engagement and adding value through quality audio communication.